recorded from beautiful Cape Cod, Massachusetts. We are uh, using our phone. <laughs> See, Bob did a, what he could have done there. He gave you a A-R-A, but he didn't do it. A-R-A. He didn't do it in a glorious JFK-esque way. want a party platter. <laughs> we would do the entire podcast in that thing, in that uh, diction, but I think we would just... G- dissolve into giggles the entire time. So we'll yeah. just give it a really good to start us off. We, we, we probably should be careful because this hotel does not have uh, a lot of soundproofing. No, no it does not. And uh, being be, it's already 1030. Yes, so we're going to try and not be too loud so as not to annoy our, uh, our neighbors. But welcome to Beyond the Red Waste. We are still thinking of changing the name. And it's only taken Bob eight episodes <laughs> to get that correct to get that correct we are enjoying some uh, lovely down east cider house from uh, Boston and it is delicious mm-hmm. very good so we'll be enjoying that as we discuss this evening's Game of Thrones episode titled No One yes so we knew that we were going to see the uh culmination of Arya's time with uh, the House of Black and White. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the more, the deeper we get into this season, and we've only got the two episodes left, it just is bringing into such stark focus. Did you see what I did there? Did you see? Are you got, sure? Did you that. get it? Yeah, I did. Did you get it? How much wheel spinning happened last season? Yeah. Well, and you're between the wheels spinning and the fact that the good guys just they still aren't winning. Well, and I expect that to change next episode. With the bastard bowl. The bastard bowl, yes. That's not even a spoiler. That's just the name of the episode. <laughs> well, it would have been awesome if they named it Bastard Bowl. I believe it's Battle of the Bastards. Battle of the Bastards, yeah. yes. So I anticipate you're going to see. Much like I compared this to Helm's Deep, uh, or maybe we just compared some quotes um, a couple weeks ago, but it's going to be them starting off, Snow's forces starting off with what they have, you know, just the just over 2,000 men. And then you'll see um, Littlefinger is going to swoop in at some point with his Knights of the Vale. Right. And we will... Um, yeah, he's going to come in, help them win the day, and then kind of sidle in his little little finger-esque way. Maybe someone will just kill him. I mean, that's also possible. Because we hear in the preview for next episode, John is trying to get Ramsay to face him in single combat. Which doesn't appear to be what's going to happen. No, Ramsay would never do that. No, he's not an idiot. Right. Monster, but not an he idiot. He is definitely a monster. Um... The other interesting thing we found out this episode, um, 
you have the Hound joining the Brotherhood Without Banners. At least that's what it looks like, yeah. Well, that's... It was... Oh, I can't remember their names. Who are the guys? The Badric? The guy with the mm-hmm. eye patch? Barrick. What was that? Barrick. Barrick? Lord Barrick. And is there a Thanos in there? Thanos? It's not Thanos. Did we have a Marvel crossover? I didn't see any Infinity Gauntlet. I didn't see any of the stones. Hmm. The gems, whatever the fuck they call them in the Marvel Wait, Cinematic Universe. Wait, are we bringing Seed of the Universe into this now, too? With gems? We should. I would love to see Peridot palling around with the fucking hound. That would make... Oh, well, now we have to figure so out... So much fan fiction. <laughs> now we have to figure out who everyone's uh, a mirror character is across. Oh, that's a whole different podcast. We could Are talk you saying about that. We should do it. We probably should, but let's stick to this episode. Um, people, we are going to be up for a while. We totally took like a nap at like eight o'clock tonight. People so. who listen to this podcast, um, if you don't watch Steven Universe, I we're, apologize. We're sorry, but we're huge fans. Just like uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of wrestling, but um, Steven Universe currently owns my heart. Um, no, the Hound joins up with them. Yep. And they have some interesting back and forth, and they there was, were. There was some. That was good. That was some good banter. Well, he's great for banter. Yeah. Hound is on point. I'm so happy he's on my fantasy team, and I know I keep saying that. And next week when we're home, I'm going to have a list of the folks who are actually on my fantasy team, so that you folks like, yeah, this is a solid team. It's a pretty solid team this year, and I think I did good this episode. Will Will you get um, bonus points for the brutality of? The mountains kill. The mountains not on my team. It was at Cersei's order. But he's the one that actually did the killing. Mm. Though Cersei had some great lines this episode, but we're still on the Hound joining. Yes, yeah, so, anyway, the Brotherhood. So, well, look, you are first introduced because doesn't the episode start with those guys kind of bumming around the campfire, talking, whatever. Was that how the episode started, or was that it was at the beginning? It was at the beginning, and you see the hound walking up like an it follows demon, just very out of focus, and you see him stalking toward the campfire. It was great with his axe, and he just murderates the shit out of them, which is awesome. Yeah, it was pretty on point. And then we got a glorious callback to uh, chickens when he was sitting around the fire with the Brotherhood, <laughs> which that is probably one of the greatest scenes. In Game of Thrones history. Not my favorite. My favorite Game of Thrones scene is when we're first introduced to Tywin Lannister. When he's skinning the yeah. uh, the stag. I think I might actually do a write-up about that, because that is, like... I love that scene. But, so we have the Hound heading north. Because yes. the Brotherhood sounds like they're also heading north to face the White Walkers. Not necessarily joining up with... I mean, one could only assume... That they will end up joining with Snow because he ultimately wants to take Winterfell, so they can stage a defense against the White Walkers. So, at this point, we may have to do a little uh, reminder of, for me, what happened in the book. If I remember correctly, in the book, um, Lord Beric gave his life so that Catelyn could become. Lady Stoneheart. Correct. So, 
in seeing him. I think this episode we can definitely lay to rest. We are not going to get Lady yeah. Stoneheart. It's just not going to happen. No, and that's fine. It is. It really is. I mean, you have had a lot of people come come back, yeah. resurrected or otherwise. Mm-hmm. And well, that was kind of why the Brotherhood sort of. Because they were kind of like a, not a noble band, but they weren't like monsters. Right. You know, and under Lady Stoneheart, they kind of go on this... Murder rampage. Roaring rampage of revenge. Oh, yeah. And she roared. And she rampaged. And she got damn satisfaction. (laughs) Sorry. Um, But with Badrick still there, I mean, we see him punishing the three guys who went in... Right. Uh killed the folks that the hound was with so right and they all still they fall so yeah it, it she's she's not it's not happening right though they were trolling mad style because they even get they mentioned her like a couple times i know it's like you know what stop it just stop it they don't troll well don't and even dick. when um we also got some dick we got some hound dick in this episode very distant it was distance but he totally whipped it out and started pissing in the lake or the river. And when he did that, I was like, so, like, is she gonna, like, appear? Like, what, why do I need to see him pissing in the river? I don't really. And that's fine, unless you are trying to, like, maybe equalize may- the nudity here, but... They, they heard your calls, Erica, for equality and nudity. I mean, we're still... That's another article I should do. <laughs> the instances of tits... To the instances of or instances of female nudity, the instances of male nudity on this show. Yeah, but it's much more fun to look at female nudity. I mean, the female form is a beautiful thing, and the male form is, yeah. Wow. I'm a monster. I know it. That's... I own it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I am joking, of course. Only kind of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. But, um, no, so it's good to see... Because you never know what the show... Because, like, we bring back the Blackfish. Like, that whole exercise just felt like... Okay, so... This is done? Yeah. that And that seemed so dumb. I mean... Right? Like, that's the just... only the, the only thing I can think of there is that he's saying... You go, because if I go with you, they'll follow. Right. That That is the only thing. But they didn't really... Like, he didn't say that. Well, one. and we're, of course, talking about the Blackfish. Uh, Edmure comes in uh, after Jamie gives this huge, you know, speech to him about how, you know, we do what we want to, you know, do crazy things for our families. The things we do for love, he says. Right. Which echoes the first episode of the entire series when he tosses Bran out the... But uh, we know Edmure has had, uh, hasn't seen his wife, and he has had a kid who he also hasn't seen. Because uh, he, you know, he got one through mm-hmm. at the Red Wedding. So, and he's never seen them since then. He's been right. in the cage for, what did they say, it's been a couple years or whatever. So, um... Yeah, Jamie gives him the speech, basically saying, I'm going to throw your baby, like, catapult your baby into River Run, unless you do what I tell you to do. I really want to see that, though. Yeah, but it's... The the way the show did, like, Jamie's, um, 
like redemption stuff. It's all it's over the place. All over the place. It's very, very. Because I mean, in the same episode that he does, you know, he threatens to kill Edmure's son in the most brutal way possible. Um, he also lets Brienne go. Well, he lets Brienne go into River Run to try and convince the Blackfish. Right. Give up peacefully, and I'll let you march north. Well, and at the end of the episode. Right. You know, right. So, That's very, very true. Because, yeah, you see her and Pod get in a little rowboat, trying to get the Blackfish to come with them, but he's just like, nope. So it's just, it's just bizarre where his loyalties can sit. Well, I think what they're trying to get across is that, like, Brienne sees the best of him. She knows the right. deal with the whole Kingslayer thing. She knows why he did what he did. She understands. They have a certain camaraderie, a certain right. understanding. And like Bronn said, really should be fucking. Do you... Well, no, they shouldn't be because Brienne has already promised to someone. Oh, yes. And his heart would just explode. <laughs> but, oh, my God, right? Oh, there's, there's some fan fiction for you. Oh, I... We afterwards we should search online for the, of the fan fiction. Do you want to? That is a oh, the night is dark and full of terrors, Bob. <laughs> oh my god! I remember being like in high school, and there's, I mean, recently I went back and I read. Um, it was a Team Rocket, Sailor Moon crossover fan fiction. That's the exact face you should be making. And I really enjoyed it when I was, like, 14. And I went back and read it recently and managed to find it again. Woof. Woof. Ah, was it bad. Well, first of all, it's fan fiction. That's not necessarily fair. There was... This is a whole other podcast. But there was a... um, I want to say it was called Yuhachi Gao's Place of Being. Where this woman wrote... Um, a whole series of stories that happened after Trunks returned from uh, the past to his world. To his world, and after he defeated Cell and the androids, and it's like six or seven stories, and they're great. You know, they can be a little like me, but right. uh, I mean, they're really good. I mean, the whole thing is a lot of people who write fan fiction know can't write. Well, right, you have to wade through. Tons. So much garbage in order to find that one, like, oh, okay. Right. And it is hardly worth it. No, not at all. No. So, um. That if, was a tangent we just went off on. Yes, it was. <laughs> not that you should write fan fiction or not write, just don't no, expect I mean, anyone to like it. <laughs> I don't know if the website is still up, but I wrote a Final Fantasy VII, I can't even say it with a straight face, Dragon Ball Z crossover fan fiction. Nice. That is out there. Into the internet somewhere. So, listeners, you gotta go find this. Different screen name, though. Oh. But it is out there. What was it? Oh. I think it was SSJ Pan 18. SSJ Pan 18. So, go out there, listeners. See if you can find it. People liked it, I guess. I don't know. The person who ran the website really liked it, but. What else? Anyway. Let's stop talking was about... Was it Ronaldo? It was not Ronaldo. Maybe it was. I don't know. Because I feel like he would curate a fanfic website as well as keep each city weird. 
I'm sure that he does. Yeah. But we are... So far. ...all over the map here. So... Yes. It was nice to see Jamie and Brienne back together, even if for, like, a scene. I was really hoping that would turn the tide for Jamie and move him away. I mean, the way it was set up, there wasn't enough set up for that to happen. I think the only way Jamie is going to be shaken from... Well, he's taken River Run, right? Yeah. So he's going to be heading back to King's Landing, no? Yes. He's already there. He probably is already there. He's oh. woozy from the time tunnel, but he's already there. Um, yeah, so he... And we've already set... They've set the date for Cersei and Loras's trial, and Tommen has abolished trial by combat. That was... Thus destroying all hope. Well, it, though we said last episode, last it, week that probably we gonna probably it will probably happen somewhere else, and that we probably weren't going to get it in the way we thought we were going to get right. it. Right. And honestly, the reason to get hype for Clegane Wall was for Sander to come back. Yeah, and he is back. Right. And ultimately, that was really all that I needed because he's such a great character. Right. He prefers chickens. So, what, I, you see, you know, Tommen gives his pronouncement. I was really upset we didn't get to see the actual head rip. And I understand why. Because, again, budgets, they had that really nice CG shot of the Masters attacking Marine at the end. And I, I you know, you don't want to get too, too violent, even though it's this show, so. Yeah, I mean, this is the same show where the mountain crushed... Over in Martell's right. head. So is it? Are we really that far off with a head rip? No. Um, and it wasn't Lancel. Like a we little disappointed it, was. it wasn't Lancel. Right. Because ooh, does he have it coming? But um, I mean, here is the the High Sparrow um, exerting, exerting his influence. Yeah, big time. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he he sees what Cersei's up to. He knows what's up. Um, so with this in mind. Do you, you know, it would make sense for Cersei to try and flee. I don't think she's going to. But I don't think, I agree. Um, I think final episode of this season. Like we said, this finale really has to be game changing. I think if Cersei dies, that. I mean, that's game changing. That's game changing. And it frees Jamie to go and do what he will. Or will he be so consumed with the need for vengeance for her? I don't know that that necessarily frees him. I don't know. Um, it, well, it changes think, his character. It does. But like we talked about an episode or two ago, I think the only way for Jamie to really get over the Cersei stuff is for her to... is for her to kill... be responsible for the death of Tommen. Which, if... Her death is imminent, which it may be. Um, you know, that means Tommen's going to die first. Cersei's such a huge death, though. Like. What more? She had. I think it makes sense, though. She has virtually. She's been stripped of all power and influence. Correct. All she can do at this point is cause chaos. Um. 
So I can see her starting some chaos, but that's it. You know, she she doesn't have the power of the Lannister army behind her. Um, that well, she has Jamie. That's who why does. she wanted him to go up there and be like, be at the head of her forces where you belong. Right. Show them like who we are. Like she wanted him to get the loyalty of the army back for her. So I I mean I don't know I think you know it is this show. Well, you know, or exactly. Who Anyone knows? can, and you do. You a major character needs to bite it in this episode in this season. Well, I think Ramsey's biting it for sure. Well, Ramsey is, but I don't think you wouldn't consider him. No, he's no, he's not a major character. Like he's like the next tier down. Okay, is what I would consider him. Okay. Um, you know, he because he's been. Is he? He's never a point of view character. I don't think. No. No, he's not. So, um, so let's put it that way. We need a point of view character. To bite it. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think she knows about that wildfire, and there's still potential for her to just. Well, and we did see at the very end of that scene, Quiburn comes over to talk to her, and she asks him if her little birdies. I wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. What was he? Because they had that talk. Was it like in episode three or four? What were they referring to? Oh, wait. I'm blanking. Remember when all the kids were down there with yeah. him? And we were like, oh my god, they're poisoning the children. But they weren't. Is that Sadly. what she was referring to? Did it could she be. come down and ask him about something? I don't remember what Yeah, I don't know. I would have to rewatch. But, no, I mean, that's... See, I think that's your chaos builder. Whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um... Because she's obviously <laughs> concerned. No, for sure. But she's not... She wasn't like a pool, a, a mess, like getting that news. Because she still has... She's got a wild card. She's got an ace up her sleeve. Right. I mean, not only does she have the mountain, who's not going to let anything happen to her. As we saw, he took a full-on, like, it was a board with nails in it. And as we know from The Simpsons, that is the ultimate weapon. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that while you were drinking. He took it full onto the chest. Yeah. And we know he's already a Nazi zombie princess uh, mountain. So. Right. So. So, you know, what what is it going to take to kill the mountain? Um, well, he's a zombie, so you have to kill the brain. Oh, that's true. Or I guess axe. remove the head from the shoulders. With an axe. With an axe. Oh my god. Him just, just like, you know, you just needed that synth score from It Follows as he's walking up. And it's just like, oh fuck. I like the, it's like, we hang ours. Fucking pansies or whatever he <laughs> says. Nancy's. Nancy's. Because they don't suffer. It's not a punishment. It's too easy. Well, no, he walks up and he's there. He's like, I want, I want all three of them. I'm coming here. And then you have this little back and forth. I'll give me two. All right. I want two. Alright, fine. And then he comes at him with the X. Like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. No. But that'll be a fun dynamic. Those guys. Um, I did appreciate that very last second begging from the one guy. I'll give you anything you want. Come on, man. Right? Fuck you, dude. Why bother? 
No, but a, a hound with a great sense of, like, right and wrong. Like, clearly we've seen that he's changed, because he even says in that uh, moment, you know, there was a time where I'd kill all seven of you just to get the chance to kill these guys. And they're like, oh, you're getting old. <laughs> so he has it, it's nice to see the growth in that character and the change yeah um other big stuff this episode uh Danny yes does come back that's our final um night that was our no no Aria was our final scene Aria was our final scene we'll talk about that in a few minutes yeah. but yes Danny finally um is back we saw the dragon we saw Drogon yep uh I was a little sad to see that it it was just her appearing back, that there wasn't a little more to that. But you're setting up, that's going to be the other side of next week's episode. Well, I'm wondering if we're only seeing the Battle of the Bastards next episode, because that is the only thing they showed us in the preview. That is, but I can't imagine that's the only thing. I don't know. I mean, they did that with Battle of Blackwater. And I think with the Red Wedding, it wasn't the entire episode. I think there were a few other things in that episode. But the majority of the runtime was dedicated to uh, the Red Wedding. Because right. that was just a... Turning those screws. Especially for... Because you didn't know that was coming when we first watched that. No. At, at that point, um, I had not read the books yet. And I think we'll save that for our rewatch to really get into that when... Uh, we we get to that episode because it will be uh, that was fun watching it with you because it's just like <laughs> um, well and now we're all like that yes yes we are um, so yes Danny is back uh, there were some fun moments with what what are you doing it's not this I'm trying to have a serious discussion here um. I'll leave it to the listeners yes, to figure just, it out. Yeah. <laughs> I completely lost my train of thought now. Um, Danny. Danny, yes. So she returns. Uh, you see, um, early in the episode, Varys uh, leaves Marine. Right. To go on a uh, secret mission. Murder quest. Back to Westeros. Yes, he has to go kill Kevin Lannister with a crossbow. Um, which will be very interesting. Because Tyrion really isn't top of mind in King's Landing anymore. No, not at all. Um, oh, not to derip, but the scene where Kevin puts down Cersei was pretty great. That was pretty glorious. Um, hey, where are you going? Yeah. I'll stand next to my son. No, yo. You go. You go over there. Yeah. Um, well, and what is there? Uh, Lena, Lena Headley is so great. With She's the facial expressions. Fantastic. It's oh it's outstanding. But um yeah, so Varys, if as we know, one of the last things that happens in uh Dance of the Dragons, right, is he kills, kills. Kevin Lannister with a crossbow. Right. Which and is what Tyrion used to kill Tywin. Right. Though I can't imagine He'd want to put blame on On Tyrion, Tyrion. when Tyrion is gonna be coming back with Daenerys. Yeah, so that could be an interesting mm-hmm. um, decision creatively to see if they change that. Uh, now, what I'm curious about is, you know, what the blowback on Tyrion is for the deal with the Masters. Because um, 
if you if you look at it objectively, it was his only move. Well, right, and he couldn't face them militarily. He did return, to, and well, then he couldn't let people know that you don't know where the fuck Danny is. Right. So, you know, I hope I hope that's not something that comes back to be like, well, you fucked up. Well, I think he could fire back with, well, you left. Right. What, what would you have me do? So, right. This was my only move. And I think that he's... I think Grey Worm was a little like, you fucking idiot, like, what did I tell you? But I don't think that they would throw him under the bus. Because I think those I scenes not. with him and them, they seemed like a little awkward and out of place. But I think that's him building rapport with them. Yeah. So they're not going to be like... I fuck this guy. Yeah, I just hope that they, you know, they come, they recognize. That. You don't want them to be act like idiot characters in a television show. You want them to act like rational human beings, right? Because at this point, you need to be. If but, you're not acting right, how are you ever going to take back Westeros? No, exactly. So, uh, so yeah, we're gonna whether it's part of the next episode or if it's the part of the final episode of the season. Um, we're gonna see some masters get massacred. I don't know that we're actually gonna see that. I think we might hear about it. I hope we see it. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna see it. Too Maybe. much? Too much for the budget? I think it's a budget issue. Because we do still have the folks from the Iron Islands sailing up. Yes. So that's still kind of up in the air. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see if they're still en route in episode 10 or if they're there if they get there right um so so yeah if if they're not there at the end of this season I mean that first episode of next season has to be them pulling in the port right exactly. it has to be exactly well because we have to get Danny back to Westeros because we do have the pieces and this, we can lead this into our Arya discussion. Because we do have her, at the end of this episode, being like, No, I'm Arya Stark. I'm going back to Westeros. I had some disappointment in that scene. Oh, did you want her to kill Jockin? No. No? I wanted... I wanted Jockin to have more motivation. What do you mean? Like, it just seemed like he was like, Oh, Okay. I think that there's a little smirk there. Like, he was proud of her. I, I couldn't tell. Like, it kind of seemed like there was. That was what, how I read the scene. Like, disappointed that she's not... One of them. Right, because she would be amazing. But everything that she's kind of been through and, like, accomplished, while I find it to be kind of time-wasting narratively, because I want her back in Westeros. That scene with the waif was great. Which one? At the very end, where she cuts the candle, that was a that was a good payoff. Because she's been fighting, right? Fighting she blind. She was fighting blind, right? Right. But that whole like chase was stupid. I thought it was kind of dumb. Yeah. And I was like, the wave looks like the Terminator, just doing the slow like, even like the Michael Myers walk through like you know. Well, the wave area. was toying with her. Yeah. And I get it, like, I, she I, thinks I, that I she's completely, just yeah, she's I completely a cat playing agree. with, like, a, a dying mouse, you know, whatever, and she thinks she's a lot better than Arya, and, but, yeah, and we just, I mean, I knew we were never gonna see Arya with the, uh, the play, the players, 
But, um, yeah, to just kind of murder Lady Crane like that. It's like, oh, okay, so nah. that was kind of a narrative cul-de-sac. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, the upside to all of this, and I'm sure Alex will be thrilled, is that the storyline is over. Yes. She's going to hopefully be back on a ship. I don't know that we even see her again this season. I think you see her... Well, I also think it kind of depends on what happens with Danny. If Danny starts on the move... I mean, I don't really know how... Why they would stop in Bravos, but I could definitely see Arya... I don't know, potentially, like, jumping in with them, but... I don't know. Maybe she just jumps on a ship, and she's just like, I just... I have a feeling she just... I feel like she's just gonna go with the same plan she had. She's gonna go steal two sacks of money and play right. some Westeros like, ship captain. Deuces, y'all. Um, so yeah, they're gonna. Or maybe we see her like making landfall, like she's arriving. That I could see. Back in Westeros, like, or it would be a very. Because again, time and space have no meaning. Well, time and space have no meaning. It would also be a nice compliment to when she left Westeros, oh, right? Because that was at the very end of the season, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Right. 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 How great would it be if Syria was still alive? Part of me almost... Because there was some kind of a photo or something that came out this week. Yeah. Showing somebody... And it was probably doctored, but with it was just like a... Um, what do you call it? Like a shadow that kind of looked like him. And it was like, no, he, he definitely died. There's no way he didn't. And that sucks. Because it's a, oh, he was great. He was a wonderful character. Yeah. But... Well, she's learned all she needed to learn from Bravos. It's time for her to go back... And I really, I want that scene for, of her reuniting with John and Sansa and Bran. Because Rickon is just dead as fuck. Yes. For how much time they spent with her in Bravos, it really kind of, at the end, felt like, oh, well, they taught her to fight in the dark. <laughs> I mean, I think she learned more than that. Especially the stuff at the end where... It, I mean, we already knew that she was a good person, that she did have a strong moral compass and a good sense of right and wrong. And a lust for murder. Murder most foul. But that's why she didn't kill Lady Crane. Because it was like she didn't deserve it. Right. Uh, Though I did like Lady Crane's speech about, like... Because she was sewing Arya. That was the other thing. I'm like, dude, you just got stabbed in the gut, like... Four or five times. And that knife, like, twisted. How are you okay? Right. I mean, I get it's a TV show. But it was just kind of like... You're not running around like that. No. No, not at all. Which... Fine, whatever, but... Maybe Westerosi humans don't actually have important organs down here. No, but we've seen that they do, because the hound has gutted a few of them. And you see the guts fall out. Oh, Turbo Kid. Oh, uh, Turbo Kid. If you haven't seen Turbo Kid, go watch Turbo We should do Kid. a review of Turbo Kid. We should. Oh, that should be one of our after the movies. We do still have that episode of Civil War that we have to to put up on the website at some point. Um, um, what was I saying? So, we wrapped up Arya's storyline in Bravo. And happy to see it. Yes. He wrapped up. Thank God. Um, we've, we've now got Danny back in Marine, which is another thank God. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got River Run has been successfully... Sieged. Yeah, and that, that just... The bringing back of the Blackfish for just, like, what, two episodes? It wow. was just kind of like... Really? It's... This is it? And he's gonna be that, like... 
dumb about it? It's an interesting thing they did with the show. Because, like, it was like when they brought Asha back. Um, you know, you don't... You can Wait, bring, are you talking Osha. about Osha? Osha. I said Asha, didn't I? Yeah, because then I was like, okay, are you talking about Yara? Or are you talking about... Oh, yeah, I'm... Osha. All over the place. Uh, yeah, you know, they brought her back and then killed her right away. They brought the Blackfish back and killed him right away. Well, and that's like Edmure. We're probably not going to see... Because I believe he's in a different show now. We're not going to see him again. No. Would be my guess. Well, and that's fine. I hate him. <laughs> I mean, I understand his motivations, but... No, right. It makes sense, especially after the big speech that Jamie gave to him. It's like, I will literally do anything. Like, I'll kill every last Tully if it brings me back to Cersei. Right. Which is just infuriating. I just, it, it's, and it all goes back to right when, after Joffrey died, and he totally just, like, rapes her next to the fucking dead body. I, it just. I really would love to sit down with the showrunners and ask them. Why? What are you doing with Jamie? Right, what. What is the character you are trying to portray? What is the end game here? Because that's that one big glaring, like, well, no. I understand that he's trying to do better and, you know, we understand his motivations a little bit better, but he raped his sister on, like, the dead body of their kid. Yes. So he's a monster. Yes. I can't... No. You know? I, I don't empathize with this person anymore. No. Because he's a monster. Which makes me annoyed because the way that they, they had it going, especially with him and Brienne and all of that, and even the, his scenes with her tonight, it's just like, well, that's all well and good, but you're a monster. Right. Yeah. I, I, he could be one of the more compelling characters on the show. And he is in the books. And he is. Uh, I, the, the way the show's handled him, unfortunately, has kind of taken away a lot of that. And if they just had that sex be consensual? Right. I think everything would be different. Because, I mean, I kind of like the idea of Jamie Lannister coming back at the end to say House Lannister stands against the White Walkers. Right. In, ultimately. Right. And despite all the other stupidity. Right. Understanding that no, this this is the for the good of the realm, and we need to do this. It doesn't matter about, like his dad gave that big speech, what I, the scene I'm talking about, where he's like, it doesn't matter, we don't matter, all that matters is the family name. Understanding that, well, no, I mean, if no one's around, then the family name means fucking shit. Right. So, I, well, that's why, and that would be a great reason to, or I'll, it, that could be a great consequence of knocking Cersei off. As long as Cersei is alive, he will sacrifice anything. Right, but he's never going to do anything to remove Cersei. So I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, okay. So yeah. yeah so outside force is going to have to remove kills her. her. You know, but so actually, actually, I just thought of something. That's my word. It is your word. That's my word. <laughs> Um, so, Jamie comes back to King's Landing after 
taking River Run. Cersei is like, fuck this. I'm burning it down. Orders. With the wildfire. Okay. Jamie's like, I'm not going to let you... It's like with the king slip. With the king. With the mad king. He has to repeat his decision. He has to repeat his decision. Could be. Do I save King's Landing and my son? Like all of these people? Because my sister has gone fucking bonkers. But does he fail this time? I don't know. Well, and it's also unfair that Cersei's the only one that has to, like, atone for that shit. Because Jamie's just as much at fault. But. Oop, that's. Feminist Erica. Jumping in here. I know. She's awesome. Uh, well, in, you know, this goes back to the vision of uh, throne room, like, in tatters with snow falling through it. Right. You know, could that be the event that, you know, destroys the throne room? Well, we've talked a lot about that vision these last couple episodes, because it's like, is it literal? Is it snows on the throne? Or is it, no, this, this shit is just wrecked. Right. You know, are, are they being artsy fartsy? With not literal. Literal would be no, it's destroyed. Or is it, you know, what you can infer from that? Um so yeah, who knows? If I had to guess, I'd say it's probably literal. That's what I kind of think. Because I don't think HBO would want them to be too quote unquote artsy fartsy. Um so that you're not messing with the audience. Uh, yeah, but HBO does that. There, yeah, I mean... I'll refer you to, I think it was season five of The Sopranos, when there's like, I forget the name of the episode, but there's a episode where Tony had just this protracted dream sequence. Or in season six, after he gets uh, shot, um, spoilers for The Sopranos, a very, very old television show. Where he gets shot by Uncle June, and then he's having those, like... He gets shot by Uncle June. Oh my god, you haven't watched The Sopranos, have you? Not since... I watched, like, the first few seasons. Okay. I'm gonna shut up then. I'm no, sorry. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I felt really bad for a second there. <laughs> but there's this... Uh, he does get shot by Uncle June, and um, he... At, when he's in a coma, he's having these, like... He's a different person. Mm-hmm. And it's very, like, you know, right. arty, we'll say. Yeah. It's it's well done. Nothing's as arty as Mulder's uh, mushroom trip in the latest season of The X-Men. Oh, I haven't watched that yet. I saw the first episode and I was like, wow, this is garbage. And I stopped watching. Oh, you should watch it, though. And then we should do a podcast. Well, I've been told that uh, Murray from Flight of the Concords makes an appearance in an episode. So I have to watch that because Murray is my spirit animal. Which is a horrible thing to say. Forget I said that. That's like a very bad thing to say. We, Murray's awesome. I just love him. He's we, not my spirit animal. We should get animal. together with Sheila. I'm a horrible white and person. And watch shows. You should. And get lots of alcohol. Just have like a Saturday. I just need to watch them. I do. Because it is the X-Files, and I do love it. Welcome to our X-Files podcast. That first episode was just dog shit. 
wrong shit. But anyway, back to Game of Thrones, though. So, um, <laughs> Keep jumping out of the... It's like an episode of Chat Talk up in here. Well, I, I thought it was a very well-acted, or for the most part, it was well-acted um, episode, but it was, you know, focused on a couple of key events. You're talking about Game of Thrones. Yes. Okay. Game of Thrones. Um, and in the end, not a super large amount of stuff happened in this episode. Important things happened. I think that's been the problem all season. Which I've enjoyed this season very much because stuff has actually been happening and we didn't get any stuff happening last year. Right. It's just, it's all happening so fast now. Right. The pacing the last couple seasons has just been so wildly just off. Right. That it, it's, it, you're very, very clearly sprinting for the finish line. I think you're going to get probably a lot of great discussion in film schools uh, when this series is done about how to pace your show when you're with working with a book. I have to ask you, have you ever heard like film school discussion? Oh no. Some of the film school discussion that I have been privy to this should be good. Makes you want to rip your ears off the sides of your head. Really? Yes. So it's not like a situation in business school where you try and learn from your mistakes. You just kind of well, no, because you get a lot of, and I'm not going to do a little bit of stereotyping here, you have a lot of white boys who think that their idea is just brilliant, and it always ends up just being, you know, this, not... this guy who meets a hooker with a heart of gold, and hilarity ensues. I'm not sure why I didn't expect that just from the start, but, well, it's... And it's a shame. Because and that's I'm, not true of everybody. I'm guessing there's not a lot of talk of the business of film in film school. Well, no, because it's all the the art portion of it. And now, I didn't go to, like, a prestigious... I went to the animation, uh, you know, I went through the animation program at DePaul, and... Throw mad shade. Hey, whatever. It, was, it wasn't good. I didn't... I don't feel that I learned enough to go out and, you know, have a successful career in animation. That's why I'm not doing it. There you go, listeners. Do not go to the DePaul. And that's not to say that there aren't a couple amazing teachers there who I did learn a lot from. But it was... And maybe it's changed because it's been... It's been a minute since I've gone. Well, if you listen to um, our Spear Animal podcast, uh, Red Letter Media... We're not going to say spirit animal. We shouldn't have said that. Cause Why? That's, it can be construed offensively. And I shouldn't have said that. Really? Yes. What are you going to take from me next? Everything. Because we're horrible white people and we shouldn't appropriate things. So I never should have said that in the first place. Uh, Alright. Well, anyways. Uh, we thoroughly enjoy the Red Letter Media guys. And right. They, They've ta- those are examples of very interesting film discussions where... They're talking about the way, like, the music or, like, the... And that that does happen in, you know, in some courses. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. I just didn't get that experience when I went. Well, one thing they talked about is both of them, um, you know, they both did some level of film school. Neither of them finished. You can tell that they went through some, though. Because yeah. they do have... There's, there's a certain language to cinema. Mm-hmm. 
to, you know, not sound like a massive snob or anything, but... Excuse us while we refill our... Refueling. Our ciders. Um, no, but, you know, and you can tell that, but... I was reading an interview with them, and Mike Stokoskamiskervisk... Mike. <laughs> Mike. Um, Mike, insert Polish name here. Um, he, you know, he talks about... Go to film school for a little while so you can learn the technical aspects. Right. But don't don't bother fucking finishing because it's bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I didn't go to film school, but I think there's some truth to that. I think it it would it's a shame that you know you wouldn't spend some amount of time covering the business of it. But, and I'm sure there's courses for that. But again, we are. Wildly off topic. Are we though? I mean, well, because my my point being that you know, as if if you um, look at this show and how they reacted to the books and what they were trying to accomplish, you know, and the wheel spinning and trying to well, let another book come out. Here, here's a question for you: What would you consider a successful adaptation of? A uh, previous, like a novel, a TV show, or something into a movie. Jurassic Park. Okay. That was a very successful adaptation. I would agree with you. I think it was very successful because they knew what to keep, they knew what to cut, mm-hmm. and yeah. Though that was only one novel. That was only one novel. Though it's one movie. Right. You're talking about seasons of television. Right. With numbers of books um now um i thought the harry potter movies were fairly successful with well they were very successful (laughs) i thought they were successful adaptations there were a few issues i had with them here and there Mm -hmm. especially in the third movie because there was what's the best book i mean that's your opinion should we have a harry potter podcast too (laughs) i have been meaning to go back and reread them because it's been a minute but um but adaptation's tough, right? No, it is, because it's like, what do I keep... Uh, how do I make it my own? Right. And But it's weird, because they did seem so beholden to the books before. It's almost like... They kind of lost their way. It's like, oh shit, we don't have anything to follow anymore, but this outline, he may have given them. Because he did tell them... We know that the Hodor stuff was definitely... Is something that's going to happen in the books. Right. And then we know that there's one more major... Yeah. Like, whole fuck moment coming. Yeah. Which probably means Daenerys is going to die. But... I think that makes sense, though. Oh, I agree. I don't think... We're going to go through all of this and Daenerys is the one to sit back on the throne. It's another Targaryen. No. She's a conqueror. She's not a ruler. Well, and I did like how they talked about... In this episode, um, Arya was like, you know, she wasn't sure where she was going to go, and she talked about, you know, Essos is in the east, Westeros is in the west, but what's west of Westeros? No one's ever been there. So, we don't know what's out there. It'd be interesting to see that explored. Right. But. So now she's headed back. Um, Which, thank God, because I really do like Arya. I was just getting really, really, like... Okay. Well, and there was there's telltale wheel spinning, right there. Yes. 
And then, you know, what's unfortunate is had they pushed her... um, Had they pushed her story forward uh, a little faster last season... That's been the problem with all of it, though. Right. Um, But, um... No, yeah, it just kind of like... Yeah, if they pushed her story forward last season, they could have done... So much more this season. Right. And it would have been really cool to see her... And I don't know. I don't know if it's they feel they have to end these seasons on these like great moments of... <gasps> for the characters. Like, that's she went blind at the end of last season. Right. Okay, great, fine. And she's blind for like two episodes. We all know she's not going to stay blind. Right. Even without having read the books. Right. So, no, I don't know. I, I'm... Pretty jazzed for next episode because they've shown they're pretty good with these battles. massive battles. Blackwater's a great episode. A Hard Home is probably the one of the best episodes they've ever done of this series. That moment at the end where he, yeah. he lifts his arm and all the dead rise. So, so if we're going to start talking about possibilities for how this season ends... Mm-hmm. Um, and what that big moment is going to be. I think it's either Cersei tries to blow up King's Landing and Jaime has to make a choice. Or we see the wall come down. That's what I was thinking. Because we've got Bran with Benjen and Mira. And Bran has that mark now. That mark that doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, well, whatever. Um... Time travel! Fucking time travel. But apparently he was, like, working into the present. Yeah, it was weird. <sighs> Whatever. So if he passes past the wall, all the enchantments on the wall... Might... Yeah. ...are gonna break, because we've already seen... Right. So... I really am looking and, forward to reading... I, I don't believe I'm gonna say these words... But I'm looking forward to reading the brand chapters in the next book because you are going to get more detail on what happened. Who are you? <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, no, yeah, because it just really felt, and we've said this multiple times uh, the last couple episodes, just if there had been some exposition about what, you know, the Three Eyed Raven was trying to do. I mean, I get it. He gave Luke Skywalker, or he gave the map to Poe. Right. Poe became some crazy Egypt demon, and then Sansa obliterates him with Phoenix Force. So, is that how that movie ends? That is my understanding. Yes. Oh, okay. So I want to go and watch Sansa become the Phoenix. We can do that while we're down here. We, we could. We, we definitely could. We've already explored all of Kit Cod. We have. We have taken many, many long, long drives these last two days. And there was a movie theater that did have it, so we could go see it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I have high hopes for next episode. And I do think they'll deliver, because like I said, they're really good with these... Adaptation. The, 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 ba- the battle episodes. Battles. Yes. I don't think we can call it a successful adaptation until it's over and we get the rest of the books from George R.R. 
So well, never. Well, no, I, I think we have to kind of judge it at this point. Because from now on, they're not adapting anything. Yes, they are, because he's still giving them they're, information. Sure, they're adapting ideas. They're not adapting a full story. No, but it's still stuff that's coming from the books. So I do think that to judge it as a whole, I mean, you should. You could say that you can judge seasons one through five because they were were well, really well, off well, what if, this well, season. What if you look at just the individual seasons then? Because I think if I think if you look at the individual seasons, you know the first season adapted very well. Well, I thought the first season is probably the best of the show. Probably, I mean, and last season was the weakest. Yes. Because it was just wheel spinning. Though it did have, like I said, it had moments. Hard home was probably one of the best episodes that they've done. I hope we get some Jon Snow being a badass next episode. I don't think we don't. There's no way we we don't get Jon Snow being a badass. Because I really think it has to be... This will be the moment that he kind of... No. I'm taking command. And this is what has to be done. Alright. Stop moping. I get it. You died. What the fuck ever. Everyone dies. Not every man truly lives. <laughs> Yay! Anti-Semitism! We did not talk about uh, Bron. Bron watched 2016. Oh, thank God for Bron. Our buddy's back. Uh, and every everything he says just has us in stitches. Yeah. Him interacting with Pod this episode it was great. It was great. I thought uh, when he tells him, uh, you know, they're talking about Pod's telling him how that Brienne's teaching him how to fight, mm-hmm. and um, Bron's like, oh well, I still fucking stuck up on you, and I'm an old bastard, so, you know. What are you learning? And Pod's like, oh, you know. He's like, would you like to learn how to fight like that? And Pod's like, well, yeah. So he's like, okay. I'll show you. Come here. Okay, spread your legs out. And I was like, oh, he's kicking him in the balls. There's no way he doesn't kick him in the balls. But he's like, no, you'll see down here. And he, like, slaps him in the face. This is not the NBA Finals. There's no ball <laughs> kicking. Unfortunately. And uh, what does he say to him? He goes, just assume everybody wants to hit you. I like that. Well, and that was, that's a refer... You know, it's kind of a weird thing in this show because it's they they make the assumption of the honorable fighting. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about it a lot. No. The most you hear about it is when he's at the airy with Tyrion and he kicks the guy down the oh, the moon that's one. Great and you, you know, have no honor. No, he did. He did. I love Bron. You know, but and he's this great you know um, counterbalance to that. It's yeah. like. You're trying to kill someone. There's no rules. No, I'm trying to survive here. Right. It was also a nice reminder that they did, like, hang out. You know, because Pod was Tyrion's squire. Yep. And Bronn used to run with Tyrion. So that was kind of like, oh, yeah, that's right. They did, you know, circa uh, Blackwater. They were all a squad. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. But that's, that's what this show has been lacking, though. Like, the people... They've fixed that this season. The people coming back together. Yeah. Because there's been so much, like, spreading to the four winds. We have people coming back together now. So, that's been good. Yep. So, I think I think we've prattled on for... Pretty well. Long enough here. Yeah. Right? Yes, indeed. So... We have some E3 videos to watch, I believe, uh... Bethesda, Bethesda has their podcast going on right now. One other one tonight. 
Was there? Or maybe I'm making that up. We've got some tomorrow. But you probably don't want to hear about E3, unless you do. In which case, um, listen to some E3 podcasts. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Either Polygon or uh, Kotaku's coverage. They're usually pretty, pretty on point. But uh, uh, one other thing, we didn't mention it at the top of the episode. Just kind of been top of mind today. We heard about what happened in Orlando this morning, uh, yes. and just you know, there's not anything you can say to make anything better except you know, yeah, fuck it, you know. Vote in November. Vote in November. Let's Oof. yeah, That's and all just you can do. be good to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no reason for all this fucking hatred. It's just garbage. It's 2016. Just go out there, live your fucking life, and let other people do the same. So I don't mean to bring everything down, but we're, uh... I like to think of us as allies, and it's, it steams me that we really can't do anything from here. So if you're down in Orlando, and you're listening to this, you know, go go donate, go give blood, do whatever you can, and... Yeah, just be good to each other. Fuck all this garbage. So that's us being super serious at the end of our uh, stupid <laughs> Game of Thrones podcast that ultimately means <laughs> nothing in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> but uh, where can the good people find uh, you? The good people can find me. I'm at Lady Near the Lake. Uh, I did a fair amount of tweeting today. Retweeting, really. So, mm-hmm. so I'm angry screaming into the dark evil abyss that is the internet but um yes uh you can see me at lady near the lake we're also posting some super fun vid- uh images of revocation on uh instagram i'm also at lady near the lake there if you'd like to follow along there and you can find me on twitter at the new time lord um i think that's the same i think so or is it behenny 22 no i think you're new time lord on twitter yeah. uh, instagram. instagram as well Okay. Well, look for both. Yeah, check it out. <laughs> um, and, uh... <laughs> you want to see two fat people having a grand old time on vacation? <laughs> I'm not sure what you're going to see from here on out, because we've kind of done everything in Cape <laughs> Not really. We've been in the car for the last, like, two days. We're going to go parasailing. It's going to be great. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. All right. Well... So have a lovely evening, folks. Thanks and, for listening. Uh, again, we are back to... I'm not sure when this episode will be dropping, but... We're going to try and have it up as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, we'll... Which you'll know if you're listening. You will. You will know. Oh, but we'll we're be talking to the future. We will be back to our normal uh, schedule uh, next week in time for the Bastard Bowl. And, uh, yes. So, uh, everybody have themselves a lovely uh, whatever night of the week this is evening. Cheers. This has been a Confanger Shark production.